From the Vegas Golden Knights, this is SLGND, presented by the D Hotel. I'm Dan Duva. Our guest is Phil Kessel, the beloved two-time Stanley Cup champion, known throughout his 16-year career for being himself without apology. Kessel hasn't missed a game since 2009, has scored 399 goals, and survived cancer. He turned 35 last week, but when he was just starting out, one of his Boston Bruins teammates was Shane Knighty. The two talked at length Friday about coming to Vegas, family, and the year ahead. They started with a look back through Kessel's career, starting in Boston. Here's Shane. All right, Phil. It's been a while. We're reunited, uh, you and me. It's uh, anybody didn't know, Phil Kessel and I were teammates back, were you 20, 21 years old? Uh, do you remember those days? Let's be honest, I don't. It's so long ago, but uh, I mean, what was it, 19, 20, and 20, something like that? You know, like it's hard to remember, but you know, obviously, I still kind of remember the playoff series and stuff like that. Yeah, we had, you know, and I was going to say, well, we'll get back. You started in the 06 07 season. You were a one and done. Was college not for you? I'm not a college guy. <laughs> um, never liked going to school that much. Uh, you know, I'd like to learn, but not go to classes and, uh, you know, all that. Hey, all the stuff that goes with it. Yeah. But but say, saying that, how hard was that to jump pretty much right to the NHL in your first year there in 06, 07? Yeah, it was tough, obviously. Uh, um, you know, coming in, we we obviously have the early pick and the team wasn't great the first year there. So it's always tough to come in a team that's, you know, uh, on the rebuild. Um but, you know, obviously it was a, a learning year. You know, I, the thing I do think back on, I learned a lot throughout my career. It's crazy how the game's changed and what you actually learn over the years. Yeah, and I'm just going to touch on it. Just that first year you battled to secure a cancer and able to come through that. How tough was that to do as a young guy? Yeah, you know, you don't expect that, right? You know, uh, obviously I wasn't feeling good for, you know, like a month and, went to the doctor and I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling good. you know, something's wrong with me. And then I said, Oh, check this out too. And bang, it happened that quick. And, you know, I had it out and then, you know, it was, it was a learning experience. Obviously you grow quick, you know, you grow up quick after something like that. And, uh, obviously it made me, you know, a better person today. Well, and I, I think back, so, you know, after that, I think it was the 07, 08 year, uh, I came in and I want to talk to you about, you know, kind of what the room was like then. I, I know what I was like as a player. I was a veteran guy. I was probably, well, I, I, I love the beauty about you, Phil. And I'm going to say this is, is a lot of people, I think you're misunderstood <laughs> because you haven't changed. I think as a young player, you frustrated some of us veterans who are trying to, you know, get a rise out of you, but you've, you've always had this even keel manner. And I think that's been an advantage for you for your longevity. But uh, do you remember those years and, and maybe impact some of the veteran guys had? We had a real veteran group when we first made playoffs, uh, 07, 08 season. Yeah. You know, I think, like I said, you learn a lot, right? Um, you're a young kid. You're obviously, you know, you're a confident kid, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, like I said, I, you, like you said, I probably, you know, I'm stay the same kind of, you know, but you learn, you know, you learn, you see, you know, I, I feel like I was pretty observant over the years of, you know, watching people and, you know, when they were playing with a lot of veterans. Yeah. Basically I was, you know, one of the young guys, you know, there wasn't many young guys when we started. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was me, 
Cratch Luch, yeah. and that was it, right? That was it. Yeah, so, you know, you, you learn quickly uh, <laughs> from the old guys because the game's changed, too. Yeah. You know, you guys were in the air before me and everything, and, you know, it's over the years, you know, you just see the game change, and, you know, you grow as a person, and, you know, obviously, you know, you learn a lot, right? We, we certainly grow. And I think you said the game's changed. And I think that's, you know, for me, you, you know, your greatest ability, I think, you know, even then we noticed was your speed, your legs. And now, you know, having watched you for years, your, your hockey IQ. And would you say those are the kind of, you know, the two things you maybe relied on to bring a lot of your success? Yeah, I think I think understand the game is probably my, you know, one of the best things I do is, is you know, I just... I'm a hockey player, I think, in general. And I think that that term gets lost a lot now, you know. There's all the skill and speed and stuff. But uh, I think, you know, people don't necessarily look at the hockey players anymore, um, you know, because if you look, you know, there's a lot of guys that play that aren't as flashy, but they might be the best, you know. The game has changed dramatically. And, uh, you know, you're in Boston, so you had success there. I'd like to, I'd like to say, you know, I don't know if it was me, but your best season in Boston, 36 goals. Uh, this is your third year in the yeah, league. Yeah. And uh, I remember that team. And, and I think, you know, you're an older guy now. You've been fortunate to win. I was fortunate to be part of one winner. But I always think back to that year. Do you think back to those years when you have good teams and you fall short? Yeah, I always, I still tell people about that year because I think we were the number one team in the the league. We were so good, and you know it just didn't work out. And it's, you know, you could see that team. You know, you guys won a couple of years later. You see how the team was evolving, and you know you're going to be right there. To be honest, like over the years, you know, I've only had it so many chances to win. You know, four or five, we'll say in general terms and that was one of them where you know i think we were probably the best team in the league and you didn't get it done and just you know that's how hockey works right are you a guy now because i remember that time as an older you, you try to send that message to young players when they're there that how rare it is are, are you a guy now that relays that message on i don't know if i really relay that message but i think you know when you're you know when i talk to young guys and they ask about that yeah it's not easy you know like I mean, to be honest, like, you know, my years in pit when we won, I I had that we felt it. It's like, you know, you feel that your team is there, you know, and like in Boston that year, I felt like we were there, you know, obviously, you know, a goal here and a goal there and where it turns out differently. Right. Um, but, you know, you feel the good teams. Right. And I think, you know, over the years, you notice you notice that. Well, speaking of good teams and, and some of your best years, you went to the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is, you know, like playing for the Yankees. Um, a little different. Mar like you've played in some tough markets, original six in Boston, but then you go to Toronto. But you had a ton of success there. I think you, you had a couple 37 goal seasons. You led them in points. Um, how did you find it playing there? And did you learn anything but more about maybe, you know, fighting through adversity? Yeah. You know what? I, I love my time there, obviously. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, I have a lot of, you know, great friends that are still live in Toronto that are outside the game. And, you know, I still talk to guys I played with uh, there. And uh, it was a it was a great experience there. Um, obviously, it's a tough market. You know, they they expect you to win every year, you know. And they, I think sometimes people don't realize how hard it is to win 
it's just it's like it's very difficult and i think um playing there you know you're you're under the media scrutiny more than ever anywhere else and sometimes that becomes tough because i think a lot of times uh the people speaking will say up there i don't know that much about hockey necessarily right yeah well yeah well, you know what i mean they didn't some some guys played yeah but some guys didn't oh, and hey i'm on that side of it now you but you played though yeah. so you understand what it's like you know and and sometimes when you know someone doesn't play and they observe they don't actually know what it's like have you been able you know you talked about the evolution of the game on the ice you've also been for the evolution off the ice and media social media and the opinions uh how have you managed that or you just stay away from it i'm pretty easy man i don't do i, I kind of stay away from it right uh like i said i'm not not big into that and i you know um i think like i said you know some people you don't know what they're talking about and some people don't right that's then that's the way to handle it yeah and that's what i said earlier like you you have this and i think some people think you're aloof or whatever but you, you still care yeah you just have your own way about going about it yeah that's what it is I, i've always cared you know yeah. i love to play i always care um you know i, I want to win right and but the problem is i just don't i don't care to show it necessarily yeah. to the people that think that you need to show it to yeah. right well and, I, and then so you know you did five years in toronto then you go to pittsburgh for four and you know you go from being you know media screen your top guy there to well there's a couple of players in pittsburgh <laughs> that overshadowed but what did you learn about winning there because that team had done it crosby of course one of the best to play the game ever malkin you know latang those type of guys how what did you did you learn you know at that point in your career are you still learning more you always learn. I think every year people, you know, like the older you get, you just, you see little things, you always learn. And, you know, I think there it taught me how to be a winner necessarily. They, knew, You know what I mean? Like yeah. every night, just, you know, keep plugging away, keep plugging away and you know, you're going to get it done. And like, I think like when we were there, when we were winning, like I was never, you know, we played game sevens, like going into all these I always thought we were going to win the games. You know what I mean? Like you're never, you're never nervous. You know, we, we're confident, you know, like, and you're playing with great players, right? Like it's, it's yeah, it's hard to explain. Like, yeah, I remember the team, what there's this, you know, and it's not a cocky, it's a no. confident swagger. Just, yeah, it's not just cocky. You know. It's not cocky. So it's, true. it's not, I think people, you know, it's, it's not a cocky, but it's just, you know, you're, you're good. You know, like, it's hard I mean, to explain almost. yeah, it, I, you can't explain unless you're there. And I think, um, throughout the years, I think that's, you know kind of what you learn you know and you just keep plugging away at it and like you know you learn you know it's almost like you know it takes time to be a winner that's why you, you don't it's hard to win with young young teams you see throughout the years it's very difficult because you know you might have young guys here and there but you don't you know overall it's older guys because they know what it's like and you know how hard it is and when you get there you know they know what it's like to win yeah, and that's and it's hard to teach. It's about that, and I think that's why you see a lot of teams have repeat success. It's built in, yeah. like Tampa. I think it's you guys won back to back. Like that's impossible. Tampa did that and then went again, and they even though they lost, but to have that motivation to do it that many times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's hard to explain unless you're you know in the game and know what it's like because it's not easy, right? Like everyone thinks it's like easy to do it every year and and keep on repeating and repeating. It's just not. Yeah. You know, you eventually get tired. Like Tampa, you know, going through like, you know, they're tired. You know, like it's like wow, man, like it's, it's taxing, like, taxing. Yeah, like 
the third year, we, you know, when Washington won, we, I mean, it wasn't like we were not right there again. You know, they ended up winning the cup. We, I mean, they beat us, I think, in game six in overtime. You know, that series can go either way, you know, yeah. sometimes. And, you know, it could be a different story, right? It could have been a tree. Yeah, yeah, we could have yeah, lost the game, you know, a double to Ottawa, yeah. you know, in double overtime or whatever. Right. You know, like. It, it's just how it goes in hockey, and people don't realize that sometimes. And you need a little bit of balances every yeah. now and then. That's, yeah, yeah. It's all part of it. Yeah. It's need the hockey hard. gods on your way. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pittsburgh, certainly success. Um, I'm just, just ripping through your career here. And then, you know, you go to Arizona, certainly a, a different mentality there. And I know we've spoke before. It, it, it won't be memorable years for you. Certainly yeah, always good guys, right? You have teammates that, that yeah. you enjoy. But overall. Yeah, overall it was tough, obviously. I, I You know, I when you know you came in there i think they were they were build they were going a different direction yeah. you know i think they were trying to be a really good team and and uh you know be a top team and then you know it all changed and now they're you know trying to rebuild and i think that's you know it's obviously very difficult to rebuild and you know get all the right pieces in and um obviously that kind of what happened there you know you get caught in the the crossfires a little bit and, I, and now you're with the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, well, we're going to talk a bit about that. But uh, I just want to get your take from afar because you, you kind of mentioned Washington winning, beating you guys that year. What was it like to watch this new team come in in Vegas year one and everything around it? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, obviously the support of this you know town and city is, is crazy. I, I think they, they really, you know, embrace this team here and – um, obviously the team fed off it and they had an unbelievable year, you know, they're right there, you know, trying to win. And I think, uh, you know, what they've done so far here, you know, I think it's five years now it's is year this year, six, uh, you know, it's pretty impressive, you know, to they'll take a town like, you know, like this and, you know, have the support and the fan base is, is impressive. All right. Well, now you're here in Vegas and, and, the little story, I don't know if you remember, I mean, it, was about, it was when you were in Arizona. I was between the benches one game, and I think he skated up and he said, hey, can you get, can you get me to Vegas? And I'm like, well, that, that's above my pay grade, but uh, you've made your way here to, to the Golden Knights. Uh, how excited are you about this season? And you've talked about how motivated we are, you are, definitely. Um, you know, you come in this year, you've had 12, 20-goal seasons. You had six 30-goal seasons. Last year, you still had 52 points. I know you had the eight goals. You've got you've played 982 straight games, which is crazy. Uh, you know, one goal from 400. You're 44 points from a thousand. There now, I'm done building you up. <laughs> Just talk about this year, your expectations, how excited you are to play here. Yeah, I'm excited. I think you know, I think we have a great group here. Um, I think we have a the chance to win, and you know, when you know coming from Arizona to here, it's a big change, right? Because you know, you're on the the bottom end to you know trying to get to the top end again and uh you know like i said i you know my year wasn't terrible for points last year or anything but you know i know i got more than that so um hoping to have a good year here and you know hopefully we can you know be fighting there at the end i, I took a look to see you know if he really did have a bad year it was eight goals 44 assists 52 points and I wanted to make sure, because for you, that's a bad year. For me, that might have been a good career. But I looked at my career, and I did beat you in both goals and points. You did? In, in your one season. Eh? And Yeah, but that's all right. Yeah, 12, I think I had 12 career goals, which for you is, uh, you know, a couple months. Uh, 71, somewhere like that. Anyway, we don't want to talk about my stats. That's that's depressing. Um, 
You're in Vegas. I, I want to talk about your your family because your sister. Who who gets bragging rights in the house? You have a couple of Stanley Cups, but it, but am I correct? What does Amanda have? She has an Olympic gold and three gold world women's world championships. Yeah, so she got a pretty impressive resume. I mean, obviously gold and silvers and all that yeah. stuff. She you know, um, you know, she's a pretty fantastic player. I mean, I, I watched her last this past yeah. World Championships, and I mean. Uh, you know, she's getting older too, but she, uh, she was pretty dominant out there. I'd say for the last one. Have you guys ever trained together? Back when we were younger, she used to skate with us, you know, and, and do all the stuff. Like, I mean, that was so long ago, obviously, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but, uh, yeah, she always skated with us, you know, and stuff. She's always been a very good athlete in any sport. Right. And, uh, obviously, you know, she's, she's done pretty well for herself. She's done really well. And you had a brother Blake that played too, or yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Is he played, uh, he played some minor league and East coast played overseas pro as well. Yeah. He played some, you know, HL East coast, you know, overseas. Uh, he was an all American, Yeah. you know, obviously at UNH, uh, he was a great player. You know, I think always, you know, he took the brunt, the, the bad end because, you know, he ended up being mining uh amanda's brother you know and it's hard to live up to that and but you know i think he was better than he got uh, he ended up being right and that's you know it's unfortunate because he was a fantastic player was there a lot of competition in the household or did you get more supportive uh there's always like in hockey like we've always been competitive in every everything but hockey it's always supportive you know there's no competition. so what were you competitive in everything everything every game anything like was always crazy competitive between us like it didn't matter so now that you're you know you're in las vegas um you know it's early here i just want to talk about you playing with jack eichel you've played with some great players but uh, what are you seeing here just you know it's only been a few games for you guys playing together but the potential i've seen and it's part of my job is you guys have built some pretty quick instant chemistry yeah i think we're you know if you watch the game we yeah. we had the puck mostly get you know most of the night and obviously you know it's going to take a little time to find you know where each other is but over the you know the stretch here i think we've been you know three games we play together i mean we've been pretty pretty good so far and i think if we continue that in the year we're gonna well have a pretty good line well, and outside of the game here, Vegas are, certainly has everything. Uh, have you had a chance to, to explore or get out? Not tons, honestly. You know, obviously everyone's been to Vegas before, but, uh, you know, it's been, you know, moving in and out of a house yeah. and, you know, obviously training camp. Yeah. You don't have a ton of time, no. right? You know, are you uh, is there still part of you? You know, you played a long time home opener the way they do it here. Do you still get, I still get it just standing in the crowd, the goosebumps and the adrenaline running and the juice flowing. Do you still get that? Or are you still, or is it just, just, just quiet, easy fill? I think it's more just quiet, easy <laughs> fill, you know, uh, obviously I'm excited to play, you know, like, but, uh, you know, I don't know. If it'll so be... who gave the nickname Phil the thrill? I don't even know. I don't, <laughs> no clue. Eh? Cause I just remember a guess, but yeah, yeah, does yeah, anybody call you in the room? No, you know, thrill, I have thrills that, sometimes, like, that's it, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Phil, I don't, like, been called, everyone's been called so many different names, you know, over their careers, right? Yeah, they have. Um, 
All right. I, I got to, I'm going to ask you some kind of quick questions. We're going to get you, I know, I know you probably got lots of things. You got a new, you know, you got a baby daughter now. How yeah. exciting is that actually? How's being a father? That's great. Honestly, that's, it's been unbelievable so far. She's great. You know, it's a lot of fun, you know, when you go home and see her, she's smiling and laughing at yeah. you and, you know, obviously, you know, it changes your life and it's, you know, for the better. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to ask you, uh, best player in the NHL right now. I'm going to say Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. Well, that's pretty good. Who's your favorite coach you played for? <laughs> Randy Carlisle? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that because I played for Randy. I was only there five months, and that was about uh, four months and 29 days too long. Uh, I'll say talk. Talk it? Yeah, that's a good pick. Poker or blackjack? Poker. I know I know you're a poker player. I figured that uh, that's the way it would go. Funniest teammate you've played with? Funniest teammate? God. I don't even know. Eh? Revo? No, not Revo. Uh, who am I playing with? I don't even know. I mean, there's so many funny yeah. guys over the years. You're just like... You just forget, you know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. funny in their own way because you just like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's so many people don't realize it's so much fun in the room. Like I think yeah. when guys get out of it, they miss it because that's all you miss. You have so much fun, you know, with the guys and the laughs and all the BS. And, you yeah. know, so that's, you know, I, I would say everyone's funny in their own way. That's interesting to say that because, you know, I hear it all the time as being out as long as I have. It's, you get to a point where, you don't miss the game, yeah. but you'll always miss the guys. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, you, I think every guy, you know, in their own way has, you know, funniness about them, especially playing hockey. It's, you enjoy, you know, being around each and every yeah. guy. Do you have a favorite analyst? Well, I don't like any analysts. Oh, that hurts. Uh, hot dog or hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to say whatever. Neither. Neither? Yeah. You, you've changed now. You're getting older. You, you, you're taking care of yourself. A little bit better, yeah. Over the years, that's good. a little healthier. That's good. Yeah, I I know it. That's uh, that's the way it is. Well, we're getting ready here for game one. I'm sure you're you're excited to don the gold jersey uh, for the home opener. But uh, it's great to have you in a Vegas uniform. I can tell you this. I, I I've known you a while. It's been a long time since we reunited, but. I've always been a fan watching your career because you've handled it. A lot of guys, you know, get so jacked up. You've handled it at such a calm presence. And uh, is that from mom or dad? Uh, probably my dad. Um, you know, he's he's more of the calm of the two, I'll say, yeah. for sure. Um, but I don't know. I just think it's, you know, kind of how I've, I've yeah. been always, you know. Like, I like to play, and, you know, I play all right. So, you know, you've never been – you know that uh you know under under confident yeah. you know or you know but i've always been calm i don't know it's just they don't worry about it too much right well thanks phil for doing this best of luck uh, i know i can't wait and i'm sure all the golden knights fans can't wait to to watch you this season i think those numbers are going to go up dramatically me too me too all right <laughs> thanks very much yeah. that was phil kessel with shane knighty talking after golden knights practice on friday Kessel makes his Golden Knights debut Tuesday in Los Angeles, the 1,205th game of his career and his fifth NHL team. Next, Dave Gosher, Shane, and I discuss the interview and how Kessel fits with the Golden Knights lineup. This is SLGND, presented by the D Hotel. Single-game tickets for all Golden Knights home games are on sale now, including opening night at the Fortress on October 13th. Be there for the gold carpet pregame, and all the excitement of a new season. After opening night, 
Take advantage of special deals like a Nevada offer, a medieval meal deal, and standing room only opportunities that start at just $25. Visit VegasGoldenKnights.com for more. Now, here's our conversation about Phil Kessel. Shane, you've known Phil Kessel a long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I was listening to your chat with him, a, a, a lot of things struck me. Um, and you used the word with him, misunderstood. And I think that's right on the nose. You know, he he cares a lot more than people think, but people don't think he cares because he doesn't show it the way people think he should show it. And that's exactly it. And when I was doing that, I, you know, I try to remember, and, and I've been fascinated to watch his career and what I have the utmost respect for and what I think is been part of his success and his longevity is his ability to just be himself he's not tried to change he knows what works for him he's not going to be the rah-rah guy he infuriated us as veterans when he was 20 21 years old because you see this dynamic talent and you know it felt like some games like you you know you try to get the rah-rah come on let's go you know fire him up but that's not him and that probably wouldn't work for him so, you know, as a young guy, you know, it, it made us mad as older players. But now I see him and I think that helps guys in a sense now that he's a veteran player that they understand, hey, just relax, just play the game, be yourself, do what you're good at. You always hear coaches talk about that coming to camp. Do what you're good at for young guys. Come in, go out and play your game. That's what Phil's done for 15 years is play his game and put out outstanding numbers, won a couple cups, and not only win those cups, like huge parts of those playoff runs where, you know, you had names like Crosby and Malkin, but he was just as dynamic. You know, the thing that comes to mind hearing Phil talk at that length, he's become almost a cult hero now, the personality yes. that he has, right? But but you guys were around at the very beginning, and Dave, you were, the, you were covering the Bruins, you're calling the games, what do you remember about Phil when he was 19? He had just been drafted fifth overall in 06. I remember he was painfully quiet. Like, yeah. just did not want to do it. You know, you tried. Like, I said, the fact that you got 20 minutes out uh, of him, Shane, I, I don't know if lucky. he's done that in his life with yeah. anybody. I don't know how happy he was about it, no, but he did it. It was great. But I, the, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, to, to try to get him for a sit-down interview, to try to get him to cut a promo. Hi, this is Phil Castle. You're listening to the Bruins on blah, 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 blah. That was pulling <laughs> teeth. Um, so, yeah, and the thing I do remember, Dan, so he was a young kid. Back then in 06, that team wasn't very good. Dave Lewis was the head coach. And talk about Phil Kessel doing a one-and-done at Minnesota. Dave Lewis did a one-and-done as the head coach of the Bruins. And then they brought in Cole Julian the next year. So he was a young, young guy on a team that wasn't very good. And I also think, and I was thinking about this, Shane, after you talked about uh, the one-and-done he did at Minnesota. There weren't a lot of guys doing that back then. You know, I remember not to – this isn't a Boston University thing. Keith Kachuk did a one-and-done at BU when I was there. But, you know, Billy Guerin did a couple of years at Boston College. At least you played a couple of years. Now you see Clayton Keller, Jack Eichel. Now it's – yeah. It's – that's a huge jump. You know, to play against 18-year-old kids and you come into the NHL and you're playing against – he's never – he has not played one game in the minors. I don't think he's played a game – or maybe he's played two games. I think he did two in Providence, yes. Maybe rehabbing an injury, right? But I'm talking, he's never played like a half a season or so that was a, I remember it was just was a, I thought this is a big jump for this kid. So not on a good team, big jump to begin with. So then I think that next year when 
you came, you know, and Claude Julian came in, and then they, then he started to maybe get it even more. But I know you, among others, had to be hard on him in Boston. Well, at least to, he didn't to, have to go to class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that right off the bat. I, I, I like to learn, but not to go to class. Right. I, I, I was really interested how he said he was very observant. He liked to watch other guys, but the classroom setting, just uh, I guess, wasn't it? But I, I, he learned in some ways. Yeah, absolutely, he did. And I think you know that's another thing people don't realize his hockey IQ. And to play 982 straight games, to me, a lot of that is his hockey sense. Certainly, he's got amazing ability, his speed, his legs, and his mind, I think. And, and, and Bruce Cassidy mentioned it the other day, saying felt those were his two biggest assets. And, you know, he sees the ice. He doesn't put himself in bad positions. He makes great plays. Um, but, yeah, just uh, I, as you said, I find him fascinating. I think he's, he's great. He's beloved in every room he goes into because he brings a different personality than, you know, the ultimate competitor you are. To be an athlete at the highest level, you, you've got to have, you know, you get the rah-rah guys. You do get quiet guys, but still intense quiet. He, <laughs> Phil's not an intense guy. He's just, <laughs> he's, just he's a relaxed quiet. Yeah. The, the phrase I jotted down, Shane, was confident swagger. Yeah. He knows he's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't mm-hmm. think he feels like he's got to talk about it or express it much. Yeah, um, he said exactly the opposite. Yeah, he said, you know, there's people that know what they're talking about and there's people that don't know what they're talking about. I don't think he's got a lot of patience, quite frankly, for guys like Dan and I no. who have not played at a high level. No, not me, apparently. Didn't you hear uh, <laughs> yeah, favorite analyst? Doesn't like any analyst. None of that. That hurt. Yeah. And, and look, I, I get... <laughs> Try to tee it up for very hurtful. How about your former teammate? And look, here's the thing, and I I always get a little mildly annoyed when I hear that because I I use the the example, look, the people that cover the White House are politics. None of them have ever been the president. Doesn't prevent them from having an informed opinion of what the hell they see is going on. That being said, I do I I just think that and Phil's not alone in this. I, I think he you know, he doesn't have a lot of time for people that he doesn't think know what's what it takes um what i found fascinating was how he you know he's played in boston and toronto and two cup winners in pittsburgh arizona not so much in terms of a real passionate market but he's managed to just kind of navigate his way through and and still here he is just turned 35 years old um and I still feel think he feels like he's got something to something and, to prove here. And that's the thing. So the confidence swagger doesn't care. I think now he there there is a little bit more because of kind of disappeared here in Arizona. And you look at his numbers. You know, last year he still had fifty two points. The year before he had a twenty goal season. But I think he wants. To, he still likes to. You know, he won't probably admit it to us, but he wants his name up there among the top guys here the yeah. last decade. And I think there we've talked to him on different occasions, and we've heard Kelly McCrimmon when he came. He's motivated. I've heard him speak passionately about coming into Vegas this year, you know, away from camera. And I think that's uh, very important. That's uh, You might see a little more oomph out of him here to prove – not he's proved himself, but, you know, kind of reapply himself to the the top players. You weren't kidding when you mentioned that story about Phil skating up to you in Arizona between the glass. I wonder, even at that point, what had attracted him to Vegas. Maybe poker? No. (laughs) 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 Because I know he's a big poker player. He has a young daughter now, so I think that's kind of changed the part. You know, he's... And I think saw the direction yeah. the Coyotes were going in, yeah, as he alluded yeah. to, and said, "I, you know, he, he'd think I'm too old." For I it. would say the same thing if I saw what was going on yeah. here, you know, from the beginning. Great team, the atmosphere, the fans, the just everything. Yeah, I would. He wants to win. How, how do I get here? Right. He yeah. wants to win. Yeah, he and, wants to win. And he sees this, you know, even with the changes this past yeah. off season, that he can be a 
focal point uh, of this team. Remember the contract that he signs. I mean, he was out there. Anybody could have signed him. And, you know, if you look back X number of years, Phil Kessel, the kind of salary he might command. But he's yeah. here. At the you could end up. I think he might end up being the best bargain in the league this that's, year. That's exactly yeah. what I'm getting at here. And I wonder if he feels a little bit shafted that he should have had more yeah. people coming after him for that, that's more the dollars. Motivation. And here he is. But this is where you have an opportunity to win. And then, as you guys talked about in the interview, Jack Eichel and Riley Smith said this to us just yesterday. Mm-hmm there's maybe 10 guys in the league like Jack Eichel. With all respect to the players that have been through the Golden Knights over the last five years, no one has had the thing that Jack Eichel has. And boy, Phil and Jack, and Phil talked about it in that interview, they seem to have developed something. It's clicked in the first really handful of have. games. And I think I think a lot of that is, we talked about Phil's hockey IQ, he's played with a lot of high-end athletes throughout his career. So I think he's been able to adjust probably more than Jack. Jack has found someone that, okay, Phil's here, and Riley Smith's the same way. Another incredibly smart hockey player, reliable on both sides. I think Riley Smith, you can plug and play anywhere, but I've been impressed with Kessel. And, th- and let's, just for everybody listening, the Jack Eichel we're talking about, we've seen at this camp, it's completely different from the one we saw coming last right. year who hadn't played, worked out. A guy who's had a n- first normal summer in, what, four years or m- maybe yeah. longer uh, of training and coming in and and – Another guy that wants to establish himself as an elite top player in this league. And, yeah, him and Kessel, I'm excited to see how this line with Riley Smith moves forward uh, this season, uh, especially the the chemistry Kessel and Eichel have had very quickly. They've only played three games together, but uh, the numbers speak for themselves of what the points they've been able to put up and what they've been able to do. They've been dan- Jack Eichel's dangerous every time he has that puck in the offensive zone. Yeah, and isn't it interesting? The guys who lead the Golden Knights in scoring through the first six games, and again, Phil not in the seventh and last one, but Riley Smith with six, Jack Eichel with six. Coincidence? Yeah. And by the way, Riley Smith, two power play goals. He had three all of last yeah. year. Kessel, it's interesting, just to get back to him for a second, guys. You know, he hasn't... He hasn't changed, right? He just stays on this even keel. And it's, you know, you were saying, Dan, what do I remember all those years ago about yeah. his time in Boston? And I, something that clicked in my mind this morning, and Shane, you brought this up uh, in the interview with him. You know, he was diagnosed with, with testicular cancer. Uh, his first year. First year. Oh, six. Yeah, December, right? December. And and I, I think this may have a little bit. Look, he doesn't like the media thing to begin with. What I remember about that scenario was, for a guy who's very private, Kessel. Yeah. He wanted to keep that private. And there was a local sports reporter in Boston that got a scoop and went with it on television. And if he was not crazy about doing the media thing before, once that, and that's about as personal as you're, you know, someone's health and cancer, I think probably coming out of that, he said, the hell with this. Like, he'll do it. To a degree, yeah. you know, like, and I will, he's been great to talk to with us, oh, right? Yeah. All, you oh, know, yeah. kind of off the cuff in the locker room yeah. here over the last couple of weeks. If you put a microphone in front of him, I, it's, it was that old line. It's almost like a stick of dynamite. Yeah. He doesn't really. And so I do get it. But for a guy that wasn't crazy about that part of what his career brings, which is attention. And, you know, you, mm-hmm. have, you, have, you do have to do, I guess, some media responsibilities. Um, I do think that left some scarring some scar tissue yeah. with him that the way that was handled back and we're talking 15 16 years ago yeah. now yeah. um but you know he's been able to navigate his way through it through you know 
yeah. playing for Toronto and playing in Boston. And a couple of what I found interesting about his, his talking about his time in Pittsburgh was he said you can feel it when you know you have a team that's got a great chance to win. Yeah, like and we, you yeah. went through it. Well, he said that, yeah. and, and you think back to those teams. It's so rare. Like you know, I was fortunate to get there with Bob. You know, Ottawa. We had great teams when I played there. We won the President's Trophy, but. There wasn't that feeling. The only other feeling I had it was that team in Boston that Phil and I were on. And we said that still bothers you because you felt it that year and it didn't happen. And it's so rare in the years passed by. There's so limited times that you have that special feeling. The Golden Knights had it here year one. Yeah. They've got yeah. to reestablish that. And I think, you know, I think Phil's a good – and you said, yeah, the media – for the players and in that room, and he talked about it. He loves the guy. That's yep. – and he's probably – he's got some old school in him. That's where everything stays. That's why I think he, he doesn't want to share, which is – I get that completely. I think he cares about what his teammates think yeah. and his coaches think and what management thinks, you know, and that's about it when it comes to hockey. That's, that's the important ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I found it fascinating too, Shane. He said, you know, look, you probably have – he feels he's had four or five legitimate chances to win. Yeah. This will be his 15th year yeah. pro. He's played on some bad teams. That first year in Boston, bad team. Toronto, bad teams. Not all of them, but majority yeah. of them. And still led them in scoring, right? All five yeah. years he a was couple, there. A couple of 37-goal seasons yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, and, and all but one of those years in Toronto led them in goals. Too. Yeah. Right. Now, he gets to Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's a different story. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. He said, you know, we played game sevens. We weren't that nervous about it because we felt we were going to win. But he did say it's a fine line. He said, we could have lost in double overtime he said, and he said a little against bit of, Ottawa. you got to have a balance and a little bit of luck. He yeah. said, that's what he said. Game Ottawa. seven. And then he said the next year when they lost to Washington. Yep. Eventually in, in 18. And that's yeah. his career high in scoring, 92 points. Yeah. So you can look at that as maybe yeah. his best season. But he was still second on the team in scoring that year. Yeah. You know, it, that's yeah. just the nature of playing in Pittsburgh in that stretch of time. So hard to win. Yeah. So hard, it is. And which, which in a in a in a in a strange way, you, you know, I know the Golden Knights are coming off a down season, but the fact that what they the previous four, even to get that close to winning, you know, there's guys that play their entire careers and never get close, mm-hmm. and it's such a fine line in between actually winning and not winning. So the the thing that you wonder at this age now, you mentioned he's turned 35. And, you know, if he were 25, you would have imagined a lot more people would have been going after Phil in the offseason. So what does he have left? What does he have left? We've mentioned all of these games that he's played, over 1,200 in his career, closing in on an NHL record for consecutive games played. People tend to think that he was missing last year. I like this trivia question. Last year, 44 assists with the Coyotes. How many times in Golden Knights history has a player hit 44 assists? Oh, Evans. Uh, Once? Twice. Two guys in the same year. Marcia So and David Perron has the record with 50. In other words, yeah. 44 assists in a season on a bad team, like that is still an accomplishment. You look at the eight goals, okay, that's low for Phil. But it, in other words, that tells me something. And he's aware of that. He talked about He says, look at my shooting percentage for last year. Yeah. He says, I couldn't do that again if I tried. Yeah. <laughs> right. For a guy that's sitting on 399 goals yeah. in his career, you'd think he's still. So what does he have to prove? I, I, what, you know, I, th- I, still... I think he's got lots. A of lot? Yeah. 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 You mentioned it. One-year deal. Well, we, we, he still wants to play after this year. We asked more. that question, and one of his biggest strengths has been his skating. And how many times have we sat here and watched throughout camp and through the preseason? He hasn't lost a step. He's still got yeah. that speed, that agility, and then his ability to read the play. So it's, yeah, I think I'm excited. 
this year for him. I'm excited for Jack. I'm excited for the whole team. I think, you know, Mark Stone back, getting healthy, getting better with every rep. I think, you know, give him a bit and he's going to he's gonna hit his stride. Chandler Stevenson coming off a career year, you know. Marshall, Carl, the depth up front, the top four, the, the goal, you know, the goaltending is still going to be the big question, but I, I'm really excited because this is the first time we've seen a revamp kind of top line, if you want. They're, yeah. you know, 1A, 1B, but you know, to me, Jack Eichel's a, a number one center. So, you know, him and Kessel together is exciting. Yeah, it really does feel different. And, and yeah. you guys, of course, you know, you talked with Bruce Cassidy, you know him from Boston. This is a little bit different in my eyes than when the coaching change was made from Gerard Gallant to Pete DeBoer. The team was still doing well. They were winning when Pete DeBoer took over. There wasn't a lot that needed to be overhauled. He had things that he wanted to put in place. This is different. I mean, the team missed the playoffs last year. you got Bruce Cassidy, who's had so much success. He's come in, and it it just feels like there's a a bigger sea change from DeBoer to Cassidy than it was from Gallant to DeBoer. That's just my take on it through a preseason. Just the other day, Darren Millard and I emceed a uh, a Golden Knights business luncheon down at uh, Cosmo, and Kelly McCrimmon spoke to the group, and he said that he felt just a, a renewed energy around everything he said a year ago golden Knights just recently played a preseason game in salt lake city he said we played a game in salt lake city last year and you know great crowd great atmosphere and a great golden knights turnout fan base wise and we gave them nothing to cheer about he said we were awful in that game a year ago he said he felt like they were exhausted in training camp last year Mm. coming off two short off seasons you know final four two years in a row he said, and it did, you know, then you start to chip away at it. The injuries, didn't have a great preseason, one and three start out of the gates. He said he just felt, they, they, you know, I said, what was your priority? You know, in terms, and he's mentioned this before, coming into the offseason, he just felt we, we needed to, you don't want a long offseason, but in a weird way, maybe they needed one. Because yeah. he thought at camp last year they didn't have much energy. And he, he kept coming back to that. He feels a renewed energy around this group. Well, the thing I like about Cassidy, and for anybody who's listening to this podcast, I highly recommend you take, if you want to learn about hockey, listen to Bruce Cassidy when he speaks. Whether it's morning, night, after games, the detail he goes into is pretty incredible. His thought process about, you know, building specific lines and how you build a team and what he wants. He's, he's very good when he explains it, it, you get a lot of, of his thought process, what he thinks. Even when he was talking about the power play the other day, about, you know, stick side, where, you know, what hand you are, left, right, how he wants them to work for passes, for plays. Very detailed-minded. Uh, and I've heard this from about Bruce Cassidy for, for years. Everybody says his ability to see things is off the charts, to, you know, recognize so quickly. He's got a, a great eye for the game, one of the best, and he can pick up things that you know others can't i like to think we can as an analyst and as we watch games but he does it at another level at a coaching level and, and explains things uh, very detailed so we're gonna have to change the pregame show because he talks as much as he does <laughs> I mean, we've got a few minutes that we get yeah. to hear from bruce before each golden knights radio broadcast and i find myself only getting to ask a couple of questions yeah. because he is so comprehensive yeah. and insightful when you do those interviews you want to learn something you want to share something with the listener that they wouldn't have already known 
And I'm, I've got to go back and listen to these over again because there's so much interesting stuff yeah. that he's providing and he's just dishing it out left and right. So it's been it's been a learning experience for me just chatting with him. We have these notebooks we take our notes in at his press conferences. And I was saying to Shane yeah. the other day, I'm going to need a new one about by the end of <laughs> yeah, October. Right. I just write everything yeah, down. Yeah. And, and just one last point on Bruce, guys. And I think all of it, very good points that have been made. I think maybe the most important thing is I think the players know where they stand with them, mm. good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. Want to hear it, don't want to hear it, they're going to hear it. Wouldn't you prefer that? That's what I always had. You know, yeah. that was – well, it's different now because coaches don't coach just to the team. They coach to the individual, whereas when I play, you know, basically you coach to the team. You either – you buy into that coaching style or, you know, you're not going to get a individual learn about you, Pat, how does this guy get motivated? <laughs> there was – you either got motivated or you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You want to know where you stand, sure. And I think yeah. that you're you're right, Dave. You, it you do. Seems that way. Then yeah. that's what coaches were. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, great chat, Shane, with uh, Phil Kessel, and I, I'm sure the listeners will enjoy it. And we're gonna we're gonna do these now throughout the season, kind of change the nature of our podcast a little bit. Sit down with a player, get to know them a little bit better, and uh, we'll have a full season of that ahead. So that'll be a, that'll be a lot of fun. And of course, the Golden Knights get going here Tuesday in Los Angeles, and then Season 6 in the home opener uh, Thursday against Chicago Blackhawks. So that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Sheriff. Uh, I'm going to leave out Lawless. Sheriff, Dave, uh, Dan, uh, we thank Gary for joining us. <laughs> What's the name of the program? The Sheriff D- Dave and some guy. We'll just call it Sheriff Dave Dan. How's that? Yeah, Sheriff Dave Dan. Yeah, Sheriff Dave Dan for this installment anyways, and we'll put out the search party for Gary. But we'll talk to you again soon, and the Golden Knights opening their new season coming up on Tuesday. Talk to you next time.